The autumn wind is a pirate. Welcome, Raider Nation, to the Raider Nation podcast, and I'm your host, Raider Greg. Welcome to our show. Well, they say don't mess with Texas. All I got to say is the autumn wind blew into the prairie and kicked some ass. That and more here on show 319. On the show today, we will have the post game for the miracle in Houston, or what some people are calling the immaculate interception. You'll know when I tell you the story, that's for sure. And of course, we have to hit this the CEO on the go, the only female in the NFL, CEO of the Raiders, Amy Trask. Got a hit on her. She is awesome. And the pregame for. The Brownies, they're coming to town, and they mean business. They are no pushover, and anyone who thought that this was a W, an easy one, well, you're going to be surprised when you find out, partner. This is a real tough opponent. That and the bone line on this show, I'm telling you, it's a good one. Don't mess with Texas? Hardly. The autumn wind came in on the prairie and beat them, mofos. The autumn wind is a raider, pillaging just for fun. He'll knock you round and upside down and laugh when he's conquered and won. Raider Nation, let's go, let's go. Raider Nation, let's go, let's go. Raider Nation, you ready for some football? Well, as I stated before, this tough three-game stance, the Jets, the Patriots, and the Texans was a real tough part of our schedule. The Texans game was a tough, tough opponent. These guys are looking for a W. They're looking to make it in the division. They're looking for a Super Bowl. They are an energized team, a very good team. And, well, need I say more about what happened Saturday? Saturday, of course, Mr. Al Davis passes away, and the air was already charged before this happened. Now, I don't know about the rest of you guys, but before the game, I was like, I was like electrified myself. I didn't want anybody to bother me. I was totally focused, and nothing, and I'm telling you, nothing was going to keep me from watching this game. It was just Packed with emotion from the beginning to the end. Tributes to Al Davis throughout the entire day. Uh, Crazy stories from all the announcers that gave him rations of shit over the years. Now are suddenly respectful peers. 
Well, you take it for what it's worth, man. You know, I don't need their uh, whatever, <laughs> their, their sorries or their stories. There were true Raider lovers. There were true people who loved Mr. Davis, and you could tell, you know, you know who they were, and so do I. And with that, we welcome John Madden. Good morning, Coach. Good morning. I know you got the news about Al Davis's passing Saturday. I know you haven't talked about it until now, and um, obviously you had a relationship with Al Davis that stretches way back and covers a lot of ground. Well, it does for six decades, and uh, I, I, you know, met Al Davis in the early '60s. Uh, you know, came to work for the Raiders in 1967, and. Directly or indirectly, I was I was with him, the, you know, the whole time, and and I was in shock when I heard it, and I'm still a little that way. I I just Al Davis was the type of guy that you don't believe is going to die, and it's Al Davis. You know, I mean, there's part of you that says that you know that you know that he's going to die, but there's another part that says Al Davis will never die. You know, you think that you know he's he's sick, he's not doing well, but he's a fighter and he'll fight this and he's going to win. And then, I mean, you hear the call and you say, well, you shouldn't be shocked, but uh, it was very, very shocking, and I, and I still am. John, help us understand the difference between the image of Al Davis, this cantankerous guy who always seemed to be looking for a fight with somebody, and the person that so many former Raiders coaches and players, not all of them, but a lot of them, talk about is a guy who would call when he heard your wife was ill, for example. Yeah, loyalty. And, you know, if you if you really knew him and were a part of him, he was the most loyal uh, friend or person you could have. If, if he's your friend, if you played for him, if you coached for him, if you were part of the NFL, you know, he was that guy. And, and there was no one that could be better at being that guy than Al Davis. There's been a lot made of uh, some of the decisions he made over the years. He hired this young guy, John Madden, gave him the job of running the football team. He, he hires the first black head coach in the modern era, the first Hispanic head coach, the first female chief executive. And people, some people see that as evidence that he was some sort of a social crusader. Was, was that part of the act, or, or no. what was he doing there? No, 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 it wasn't an act. None of that was an act. It was just doing, doing what he thought was right and doing what he wanted to do. You know, there's a lot of people that talk about things. You know, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, I'm going to be the first, and then they never do anything. And then there's the Al Davis type who doesn't talk about it, he just does it. He just does things. And he does, again, you know, what he thinks is right. And, you know, and he feels strongly about it. And, I mean, he's not, I mean, he was never about, you know, you know how young you are, how old you were, you know, uh, you know whether you were male or female. You know what color, what ethnic group. What, he was never about any of that, and uh, he didn't know those things. And, and it truly, I mean that that didn't come in. But like I said, he he didn't talk. He did. On the phone right now is former Oakland Raider tight end Raymond Chester. Uh, Raymond, thanks for taking the time. Uh, just your thoughts uh, this morning on the passing of Al Davis. Pretty shocked, you know. Al Davis was. Uh, quite a guy in my life and in the lives of uh, hundreds of uh, people that worked for him and played for him. And from the time I was 22 years old, Al Davis has been in my life. And, uh, you know, you know, there's been all kinds of events. He's been there uh, and uh, aware of pretty much all the things that have happened to me in my life. And that's the uniqueness of Al Davis. 
Um, I would I would dare say that Al has had involvement, direct involvement, intimate involvement in almost every player that ever played for him's life. Um, he's the kind of guy that knew the names of your children, uh, your family. Um, he knew events that would happen, and he had an incredible memory and in bringing these things up in in the middle of of some very you know odd conversations. We could be talking about about contract or sports or or and or it could be 20 years after you played for him and he still would bring up a name or an event or something that happened to you in college you have an incredible memory uh and and he was incredibly loyal to those folks that he considered uh family raymond thank you for sharing your thoughts on the passing of oakland raider owner al davis for you you were 34 years old very young for a head coach and Al Davis hires you. It had to be a unique moment in your career and a great opportunity. Yeah, I'll always be forever thankful for the opportunity that he gave me. I interviewed for the job about seven times, but um, only Al Davis would have taken a chance on an unknown like me. And that was, I think, one of the things that really made him unique and special is he had no fear and he was willing to take risks, even on a guy like me where he probably wasn't right. And you talk about your experiences, and there's a whole generation that doesn't remember and is being reminded over the last couple of days. Al Davis was a head coach. He was a coach of the year and always kept his on-the-field knowledge of football as a presence with the Raiders, and you experienced that drafts and just even watching games week to week. Did I ever experience it? Hmm. You know, he's one of the few guys that could come in your office and draw up a punt protection. He could draw up cover two beaters. He could draw up a goal line front. He knew everybody in the league that played pro football. He knew the coaches. He knew the players. He was on top of all the personnel people. He had an unbelievable football mind, and that's really what he did every day of his life, try to make the Oakland Raiders better. And I became a lot better coach fast just by being around that atmosphere. What struck me, we were in the Bay Area to do a game a couple of years ago, and you got together with a bunch of Raiders. And it's the only NFL franchise that really has that college alumni feel to the people who worked for Al Davis, played for Al Davis, and wore the silver and black. Well, he pointed it out to me uh, the very first day I worked there. He says, close your eyes and think of silver and black. And what do you think of? You think of the Oakland Raiders. It's a global franchise. It's got a tremendous tradition of greatness. And some of the players, you saw the names, uh, some of the guys that were on our sidelines, what a man, Al Davis. He was special. Greg Papa, just very difficult news. Where were you when you found out that Al Davis had passed away? How are you taking it as well as the team right now? Uh, I found out very early this morning, Henry, when uh, John Herrera of the Raiders uh, called me. Uh, I don't even know what time it was. I think it was before clock in Houston. And he said, uh, I need to come up to your room and speak to you. And I, 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 I knew right away what it was. Uh, Al's not been in good health for for a long time, but the last the last few months have been really difficult. And uh, it's hard to to uh, come to grips with it. You know, when you you know something's coming, but then when it actually arrives, uh, the emotion is overwhelming. We've all experienced it, but. Uh, I'm, I'm doing this with you now because I think uh, it, 
I spoke a lot about death with Hal Davis. He, uh, whenever anybody died, we'd talk. He'd call me, you know, somebody close to me, people with the Raiders, and he was always so strong. So he was always at his strongest in, in moments like this, so I'm trying to be Al Davis strong today, but it's tough because I'm recalling the one that really got to him was the passing of Gene Upshaw, and he, uh, he had a hard time with that one. Uh, in fact, he said to me, uh, I can't stop crying, and it was a, a while after Gene's passing. So uh, some of these really hit home uh, later in his life, uh, he became more reflective on his own life. And uh, and as I'm talking to you guys today, I just got off the phone with Tom Flores. It took me hours to even reach out to him because I know uh, he's just torn up by the news. And all he could say was 48 years, 48 years. You know, Tom was his first quarterback when Al came in 63. So uh, it's very hard. I'm trying to think of any one individual who... Really, you could say Al Davis is the Raiders, and it's not a stretch. Like, you can't say that about any other individual, I think, aligned with any one franchise. I mean, the Yankees did a lot of winning before George Steinbrenner came along. The Bears have done a lot of winning since George Hallis passed. Uh, you know, the Browns with Paul Brown, the Bengals. Uh, I thought maybe Red Auerbach would be a, a kid. I'm trying to give a perspective to people to understand what this man Man, yes, there was a Raider franchise before Al, but it was brief, and it was not memorable. And the Raiders took flight the day he arrived, and uh, not just what he accomplished, obviously, with the organization, what he, uh, what he accomplished in professional football was what he was most proud of. Uh, we, he, we had long talks about the 68 original competition committee, how proud he was to serve on that. And just his, his impact on, on pro football. And uh, the, the one thing I want the younger people to understand, Henry, because Al's been beaten up, obviously, the last eight years. The team has not done well. And uh, I personally think that losing that Super Bowl in 2002 uh, led to a sharp decline in his health. Mm. Now, he, he's had issues, and maybe the family will come out with him, uh, you know, since his passing today. But Al's not been in good health for a while. But it really was precipitated, I think, uh, right around that time. It may have been happenstance, but to know how much uh, this whole thing meant to him, uh, I, I don't think it was. Uh, uh, that that loss and the way that team lost that day, uh, uh, you know, I, I, we were all just hoping that he would be able to see them win again, and that was his goal. His goal was to win two more Super Bowls. And uh, whatever this particular team does achieve this year or in the coming years, uh, we have to understand that it was him to put this team together. He's taken all the crap for what's gone wrong with the franchise in recent years, uh, but he was very proud of, uh, especially the wide receiving core and a lot of the elements of the team uh, that looks like it does have a chance, if it's properly coached, to uh, to see through what he wanted to see through. So uh, he he went right at the end. Dealing with football. He was watching tape this week of the Houston Texans. He was getting the depth chart sent over to him last night. Uh, and that's the only way he would have gone. He never, he never wanted another way. He was going to be a football lifer until, until the last moment. So, uh, but for the, for the people that are, that are 
only remember the Al in the last, you know, 10 years, 15 years, 20 years. Pick up a record book and look at what the Raiders accomplished from 1963 through 1985. It is unmatched, certainly in pro football, and I would argue any any team at any sport, any time. But the, the the record is there, the facts are there, and he's the one that built that team. He went away for a short period of time when the AFL and the NFL came together, uh, and he's he's actually authored a book. I don't know if he'll release it now. His family will release it now, but right around his 80th birthday, I spent uh, many many hours with him, and uh, he he wrote a book. And it was sitting on his nightstand, and uh, he never, he never actually uh, published it. But now that he's he's passed, maybe we'll we'll read, uh, read more about him and learn more about him in his own words. Uh, but that that book is going to be about the the whole decade of the '60s and the impact uh, he had on the '60s. So uh, you know, you're going to read a lot about him and hear a lot about him. Uh, but I, I, you know, to get the full breadth of what he was, uh, what he accomplished in his life. You really have to uh, you have to delve deeply into the research of it and uh, understand what he was. I, I had a unique perspective of him because uh, the first time I met him was I, I think in the early '90s, uh, and obviously by that point he was a Hall of Famer. And then uh, to get to know him on a very close level, and, and I got very close with him the last uh, I'd say eight or nine years since since Bruce Allen left the organization. Uh, we got really close. Uh, he's a special man. There's many sides to him. Very complicated. Uh, he's different in public than he was in private. Uh, as special a person as I've ever been around. Is interesting and uh, complicated, but uh, driven. I think is the one word I would use. Uh, he had a lot of a lot of the qualities my father has, and uh, I think that's why we were. I was drawn to him. Uh, as a as kind of a mentor in a lot of respect, he taught me a lot about football and just a lot about people. But anyway, he uh, he uh, he went he went right to the end, worried about his football team. So uh, let's hope they they play well tomorrow for him. Um, Greg, you uh, referenced earlier how you thought that maybe that Super Bowl loss may have taken a great deal out of him and maybe started his physical decline. Did you see that right away, or is that something that you reflect upon later and look back and say, oh, that I'm noticing something? Or was it something you could tell right away that, you know, that that was a, a moment that he desperately wanted and couldn't get done? No, I could see it right away. And again, Ray, it could be completely circumstance uh, mm -hmm. that his, his health was going to fail had they won that game. But just how much that one moment meant to him and how much the football team meant to him. Uh, I, I personally think it's it's more than just coincidence, but, you know, doctors may, may argue against me, but the mind is a powerful thing. Mm. You know, we've seen him. He's, he hasn't been able to get around with the golf cart the last many, many years, and now he's very prideful and never wanted to show that side of himself. But he did because he wanted to be around his football team. But uh, that's why it's sad today, Ray, that he didn't... Uh, he wanted to see his football team back on top. That was that was the goal. And... Uh, that's what he lived for. That's what drove him every day was to see the team, and not just in the playoffs or win the AFC West. You know, we all know what his goals are, and they're simply to win the Super Bowl every year. I remember how mad he was in the eight, when the Raiders won the AFC Championship game, beat Tennessee after the 2002 season. Everybody was celebrating except for one man. He he, he wanted no part of the Lamar Hunt Trophy that day. Uh, he didn't go anywhere near the stage. Uh, it was not a celebration. That's was never his goal. People don't understand that, and I admire that. 
about him greatly because I think uh, we all lose track of our goals in life and we settle, we compromise. He never did. His goal was not to win the AFC. It was not to win 12 games. It was not to make his goal was to win the Super Bowl every damn year. And when he said it, and they, you know, they won four games, people laughed at him. But that was always his goal every single year. Is there any way as you walk around the hotel of uh, to gauge where the team is sort of mentally with this enormous void suddenly handed them a day before game. I mean, do yeah, you see, I mean, how, how would you verbalize that void, I guess is the best way I can ask this. Well, I think those of us that have been around a long time, it's it's profound. I, you know, I, I mean, tomorrow the Raiders are going to play a football game where the coach is not going to have Al Davis to answer to after the game. And, you know, you could laugh at that and snicker, but it it changes things. It's different. Uh, his presence was overwhelming in every way, in a good way, though. Uh, he's the one who built this roster. You know, it, these are all his players. Because of his health growing uh, worse this particular season, he has not been around the team at all, really. But the, the one thing is just the way... It was to be around him and, you know, to be in the company of truly a great man and uh, that he would solicit the opinion of a lot of people. You know, I, I think one thing he where we grow, grew closer the last few years was when he could not be at practice a lot. Uh, he would call me and we'd talk about uh, what I saw at practice, what I saw with the team, because he wasn't able to be there as much. And I also I think that was a big reason why the team fell, fell down was that his decline in health did not have him around that football team enough. And the players will speak to it, uh, all of them that will talk to you. He wasn't there every day at practice. He would come typically on Thursday. But he would, uh, when he walked in those gates, everybody knew he was there, and people behaved differently. Uh, you know, the head coach of the football team is one thing, but Al, Al is Al. Everybody just kind of sat up straighter and did a better job when he was around. And not having him there because of his health the last few years or having him in a frail condition, uh, the players that I don't think really understood it. So I, I think it all you know, lent itself to uh, the uh, decline uh, in the football team and his health. So uh, as far as tomorrow, I, I don't know what impact it'll have. You'll have to ask the players after the game. But what I consider about is when they pack up and fly home on Sunday night, the, the whole world is different now. Al Davis is no longer here. And that's... Uh, well, Greg, I'm not just I mean, saying this. As far as running the, you know, the running of the football team is, it's just hard. It's uh, he does he did everything. Al ran the entire football team. So you, know, you got a trade deadline coming up in a week, and you've got you know situations that come up, and, and I'm sure Hugh Jackson and the staff will handle things. But you know, th these are things that Al Davis did right, you know, up until he went to sleep last night. But it's funny how all the pontificators, all the bashers, all the haters came out to say how wonderful Al Davis was. What happened to all the hate, fellas? That's what I thought. At least in a time when remorse and respect was uh, necessary, these knuckleheads at least found enough to come through with some nice words for Mr. Davis. I will say that. The game was charged. The team was charged. I think, personally, the team was overhyped. That's what happens to a team sometimes when they're just way too wound up. 
I think they were too wound up. <laughs> At least in the first half, because we didn't get a first down to a minute, 34 seconds before the half. <laughs> oh, boy. Jason Campbell looked like a ping pong ball. He was getting com- just beat up the entire first half on the ground after every pass. A lot of passes were missed. We had some issues. We were trying to run the ball. We had some penalties. I mean, it was a very sporadic, uh, very inconsistent half. Not until, like I said, a minute 34 seconds into uh, before the half ended, the Raiders picked up some rhythm. We got some runs going. Uh, Darren McFadden had a 40-yard run that was called back. That was bullshit. That's, again, uh, a penalty inflicted for no reason. And I'll tell you right now, the announcers, once again, were surprised of that call. And so was I, and so was everyone else. The Raiders started to move. It was nice. It was nice. It was nice to see that we were behind it. Thanks to Janikowski and the three 50-plus-yard field goals. Yes, tying an NFL record again. Yeah, that first-round pick was a waste. Tell me about it, pontificators. At the half, I was concerned. I was worried. But there was just a glimpse, that minute and 34-second glimpse on the possibilities of what could happen in the second half gave me hope. I don't know, man. Whatever. What are you going to say? The Raider Nation has hope. And what a terrible enemy that is to the opponent because this freaking team did not stop digging. These guys, as uh, Jason Campbell said, they sawed wood the whole second half and got into a rhythm, and the Texans were on their heels, especially with the fake punt. Yes, Rock Cartwright pops it out for 35 yards. That, again, allowed the Raiders to score. Listen. It wasn't pretty, but it was hard fought. You know, it was a hard fought. Some would say it was an ugly win. I wouldn't say it was an ugly win. I'd say it was a gutsy win. I'd say it was a a Raiders win. This is why the Raiders have games named after them. The Immaculate Reception. Yes, we lost. So what? That's a game that no one will forget. Sea of Hands? The Heidi game? What other team has those kind of games? Very few in the NFL, and the Raiders continue to march off. I'll tell you what, it's not fun as a fan to sit there all curled up, freaked out on the couch with your beer because you're not sure. But you have that hope, man. You know it can happen. And the Raiders started some momentum swing and some rhythm, and it went right on down to the last play of the game. I am so blown away at the way this game ended. We only had 10 defenders on the field on the last play. 10. They had an extra man that could have thrown the ball anywhere in the end zone and gotten a touchdown. But they didn't realize it. We did realize it, but we didn't want to make a big deal out of it. I could see a penalty giving them a first down. Wouldn't matter. They put time back on the clock. I mean, it's terrible. It's terrible. You have to be very careful at that end of the field at that much time left in the game as a defense. The interception by Huff, the immaculate interception, was 
a classic ending to an Al Davis tribute that could not be matched in my eyes. A worthy opponent, a more than worthy opponent in the Texans. You know, lost their middle linebacker, who incidentally is probably going to be in the Pro Bowl if, if, he does, if he comes back this year. Incredible game, incredible ending, an emotional ending. Uh, you know what? I got to say this right now. I'm going on a tangent. Hugh Jackson is a Raider. Hugh Jackson is, in essence, a Raider. And Mr. Davis picked Hugh Jackson, the last coach that Al Davis put his hands in on, the last coach that shook Al Davis's hand and accepted the job as the head coach of the Oakland Raiders. I think he accepted more than the job. I think he accepted the responsibility to reinforce, to reinvigorate, to rebirth the mystique, the passion, and the bully that is Raider football. Hugh Jackson really was emotionally moved. There was no act in it. There was no drama. There was no act in the man's sincere tears for Al Davis, the man who hired him and everyone else in the doggone building. John Herrera is balling like a child behind him, of course. Been friends since he was 16 years old. This game was so special. So special. Let's listen to uh, Coach Jackson uh, in a very emotional locker room. Hey, listen up, guys. Listen up. Listen up. Listen up. In a hard 24 hours, losing that man hurt me more than you know. But you know what? Just like I told you, I know he loves you guys. Just like he loves his coaching staff and his organization. And that man, that was a hell of a job by you, Michael Huff. But I tell you, I tell you this, I tell you this, Al Davis had his hands on that ball, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Al Davis had his hand on that ball. Listen, team, listen to me. Please, listen to me. You gotta trust me. You gotta just keep playing. And that's what we did. We just kept playing. It didn't go right. And there's so many things to fix. It didn't go right. But you know what you men did? You kept fighting because you know what? That's what that man will want you to do. That's what Raiders do. That's what Raiders do. It ain't going to always be pretty. I never told you it would be, wouldn't be hard, and I never told you it would be pretty. But you know what? There's nothing like winning. Nothing like winning. You guys deserve it, man. You busted your ass. You have Victory Monday. Okay? Because you guys have earned it. You guys have earned it. But listen to me when I tell you this. We got to come. Listen. Listen. We got to come back with more resolve and more effort than what we had in this game. Everybody got me? But we kept playing. Kept playing. That's what we're really all about, man. That's what Raiders do. We got some work to do, but you know what? Everybody else does too. Last time I checked, we're three and two, and we're heading home, and we got three at home. We got three at home. The next one's going to be Cleveland, okay? And we got to get ready, man. Let's get better, and let's get ready. Here we go. Let's get thanks. Great win, fellas. Great win, baby. Again, guys, just a moment of silence. Just a moment of silence. Al, we love you. We know that you're watching over this team. We love you. And we're going to keep playing. We're going to keep playing like Raiders for you. We're going to keep honoring this man all year for what he's done for us because he's touched each and every last one of us. Let's bow. One more thing on this game. I'm sending Brian Cushing a box of Band-Aids for the scratch he has on his nose. I couldn't believe all the 
bullshit about the kind of warrior he is. And yeah, he played a good game, but uh, give me a break. The Texans lost and the Raiders won. And that is all I have to say about that. Well, Raider Nation, the Princess of Darkness, a.k.a. Amy Trask, CEO of the Oakland Raiders, a fantastic hire by Mr. Davis. I can't even start or begin to start to tell you how incredible this woman is. She is, by all definition, a true Raider. When Amy Trask was asked about her position with the Oakland Raiders and how she made it to CEO, she just said, if you can find an internship or an entry-level position with a team, even if you feel that it's not as advanced as you, you think you should get, take it as an opportunity, use a position to demonstrate your work ethic, your passion, and your commitment to that team. Amy Trask did exactly that. She got her law degree in 1985 when she was working in Los Angeles. Al Davis hired her for uh, being part of her legal staff for the Oakland Raiders. And you know how Al was. He'd sue everybody and anybody. And as many times as he'd sue the NFL, Amy Trask must have been a huge part of any one of those victories. Obviously, Mr. Davis felt very comfortable with Amy And he made her the CEO of the Oakland Raiders, the only, the first female CEO of all 32 teams. Another first for Mr. Davis with a a, a legend of firsts before it. And I can tell you as a fan, I have seen this woman. I've seen her on away games. I've seen her at the Coliseum. I've seen her never stop for more than 30 seconds at a time. The woman is consummately working her tail off for this organization. You could see why Al Davis hired this woman. She represents everything that is the Raiders, and she does it with class, distinction, and a fine point for details. Amy Trask takes care of everything in that Coliseum and everything for this team. She is a great Raider. I've I've had the opportunity myself to ask her for for things, for other people, for service members, tickets for a sold-out game, I remember one time. And I sent her the email, and not, not more than 30 minutes, not more than 30 minutes later, I got a response from her saying that they respect the servicemen and women of this country, and four tickets would be available for those four servicemen coming to the sold-out Bronco game. Less than 30 minutes. Every Raider fan that has a, a season ticket can tell you something about Amy Trask because she mu- she's had her hands in everything going on there. It's crazy. It's awesome. Or you're indeed lucky to have her as a CEO in charge at this time. I couldn't think of a better person in the world than Amy Trask. Let's listen to her now. She just had some statements. She stays out of the limelight for the most part. This is the most I've heard from her in a while. Check it out. We're joined by Raider CEO Amy Trask. And Amy, first of all, 
uh, our deepest sympathies on behalf of everyone here at 95.7 The Game. Thank you so much for joining us. Could you share with us how emotional the end of that game was for you on Sunday? Tremendously. Um, uh, you know, gentlemen, let me start by thanking you for sure. your um, condolences. Thank you very Certainly. much for your sympathies. And, and for all of those who, of you who have reached out to us this week, thank you very, very much. Um, it was um, quite emotional, and I don't know that I can even describe it to you. Um, I will share with you one moment from Monday, the day after the game, when I saw a few of our players in the building and they shared with me that we only had 10 men on the field for the final play of the game. I had not realized that. I was so caught up in the emotion of the moment. I had not realized that. I was also standing at field level, and at my size, there's no opportunity whatsoever to count the number of players <laughs> on the field. When you're standing at field level, you need to be a bit higher up. So I did not realize we only had 10 men on the field. And when a few of our players shared with me on Monday that we only had 10 men on the field, I looked at them and said, no, we had 11. And I guess for a moment they didn't understand what I was saying, and one of them said, no, Amy. And they told me who ran off, and they said, we only had 10. And I said, no, we had 11. And at that moment they all smiled and said, yes, we did. We had 11 men on the field. Amy, there's so many uh, questions that I want to ask about procedural things and all that, but you knew Al Davis in a way that other people did not. You worked with him every single day as CEO of the organization. Can you speak to the Al Davis that you knew these last couple of years? Well, um, let me answer that in a couple ways. I understand that the media has a job to do. And I understand that that job entails asking questions. And that the media do, the, you, you do have a lot of questions about procedure and, and what is to come. Now is just not the time to answer those. I hope that the media with whom I work understand that this is simply not the time to answer questions of that nature. This is a time for us to honor Al Davis, to pay tribute to Al Davis, uh, and to reflect upon what he has meant to so many people. Um, I will tell you also that while Al Davis was alive, I had the utmost respect for his privacy. And now that he's no longer with us, I will also have the utmost respect for his privacy. So I will tell you simply that it was an absolute privilege and honor to work for him throughout the course of my career. He taught me life lessons um, that have guided and served me well and will continue to serve me well and guide me well. And um, they're life lessons that transcend football. Raider CEO Amy Trask, nice enough to join us here with the Rise Guys on 95.7 The Game. Amy, looking forward to Sunday. What sort of tributes should we, the fans, look forward to seeing out there at O.co? Well, um, we will begin the game with a moment of silence that will be very, very special. And I know, I know our fans um, love the tailgating experience. I love that experience. It's a tremendous, tremendous part of the Raider Nation culture. But I would encourage everybody this Sunday, rather than tailgating until that very, very last minute, as our fans normally do, close up the tailgates just a bit earlier. I think you'll want to be in the stadium for that moment of silence, which will be just before the national anthem. Then throughout the game, we will have special moments, vignettes, 
opportunities for us to reflect upon so many special moments over the last decades, and we have something special planned for halftime. Hmm. Uh, Amy, I wonder if uh, the players are capable, and I'm not asking you to think for them, are they capable of really understanding the depth of, of the loss that the league feels with Al Davis departing? It's the history, I think, that they may miss. Oh, I think that, that many, many, many of our players understand exactly what Al Davis has meant, uh, not only to the Raiders, but to the National Football League. He's a legend. He's an icon. And um, they know so much of that. At least that's what they're sharing with me. And, of course, he interacted with our players and, and touched each one of them as well. Amy Trask with us. And, Amy, I can't imagine what you and everyone else with the Raiders is going through. I'm wondering how comforting it was for you on Sunday that that, that first game after Mr. Davis's passing ended up being just a classic Raiders, not sure how it happened, but they just won baby game. That Did that bring you some comfort? Yeah, I don't know that comfort is the right word. It was a very, very special moment. Um, as we exited the field, the first person that I saw was Willie Brown, and we shared a very special moment. And, and you could look all over the tunnel and throughout the locker room area. Um, every single person was processing that game in a different way. Um, and then to arrive back at our facility and find um, what must have been more than 500 people lining the driveway with candles and signs and our fans there to share that moment with us was just um, indescribable. Is this maybe the high point of the Raider Nation as far as a community goes? Just the feeling you got seeing those 500-plus fans being out there? I, I saw some video of you actually hugging a couple of fans. Is that as tight of a community feel as you had? Well, I don't know that I would classify um, something as a high point or a low point. The, the history of the Raiders has been dotted with many, many, many high points. Um, I will tell you it was an indescribably special moment. Uh, we pulled into our facility on the team buses, which were coming from the airport, and we opened. Um, I happened to be on the first bus, and I asked the driver to open the door to the bus so that as we drove in, we could interact with the players. And uh, the, I'm sorry, the players and the coaches and the staff could interact with the fans. And, um, you know, I know what went on our bus, and I'm told that this went on on every team bus. Uh, people interacting with the, with the fans, and um, when we got off our bus, Coach Jackson and I immediately went into the group of the, the fans, and our players followed us, and I looked around, and whether it was Jason Campbell or Stanford Rout or John Fossil, our assistant team's coach, all of our assistant coaches, our players, our trainers, our staff were in with our fans, and it was just an enormous, enormous um, moment. And, and you're, you're right, it was a community feeling. Amy, how does it make you feel to be part of Al Davis's rich legacy of groundbreaking hires as the first female CEO of a football team in the NFL? Um, it, it's an honor. Uh, you know, Al Davis had a five-decade legacy of providing opportunities, um, of diversity, of inclusiveness. Um, I will I will tell you that um, when the National Football League and, and other organizations throughout the country enacted rules, you know, there's rules now about diversity. We would all internally just share a smile, share a look, because as I was fond of saying, 
we didn't need no stinking rolls. <laughs> I'll, I'll also um, reflect uh, one more reflection on Sunday night when we, we looked back. I looked around at the fans and the players and the coaches and the staff and the manner in which we were all mingling, and I thought to myself, I don't know another organization in sports where there would be such an interaction. Other organizations, there'd be that yellow rope between the fans and the organization. There would be security between the fans and the organization. We were simply the Raider family on Sunday night, and it didn't matter whether you were the quarterback or the head coach or the fan that sat on the sideline or in the third deck or in the end zone. You were a Raider. Amy Trask, Raider CEO. And Amy, as I told you, you're in our, for what it's worth, you're in our thoughts and prayers. Uh, we know that Sunday will be a, a, a game and a day that no Raider fan will ever forget. We will look forward to it. And we thank you very much for uh, sharing uh, some of your emotions with us right now. Thank you, Amy. We appreciate it very much. Thank you very much for your thoughts and for, for everything, gentlemen. Indeed. Indeed, the consummate professional, the always focused on the prize, You can see why she was such an asset to this team and continues to be one of its very foundations, actually, after this tragic loss of Al. Thanks, Amy, for what you do, man. You do a great job. If you hear this show, I want you to know that the Raider Nation now is a little wiser to the intricacies of your job. You're awesome, and I thank you for it. And Al would certainly appreciate the way you're handling business. He must have, or he wouldn't have hired you. So that's our our CEO, Amy Trask. And I'd love to refer to her, and I've told her this, as the princess of darkness. (laughs) Her eyebrows went up. She went, really? I think she liked it. And that is all I have to say about that. Well, the dog pound is coming in to the Coliseum. A woof, a woof, a woof. Who let the dogs out? Well, everybody knows the doggies run to the doghouse when the autumn wind blows. The autumn wind is a pirate. So let's just hope the autumn wind blows through the Coliseum this week when the Oakland Raiders host the Browns. (laughs) That's right. The Cleveland Browns are coming to town. A definite franchise with a history as well. Uh, One of the original teams. Uh, Definitely Brownies have got some attitude. And this season, no doubt, they've got some significant attitude you know, their general manager, Mike Holmgren, has been pretty successful everywhere that he has gone. He knows how to build a team. He knows how to draft players. And he hasn't done anything wrong so far in Cleveland. He hired a good coach. He's got a great stable of players even now. And I believe he's trying to make a run for his division. Now, the Raiders know that this is going to be a tough game. It's going to be a tough game because the the Brownies have an insane running game. Their head coach, Pat Shermer, is a pretty cool cat. I like him. I like the way he does interviews. I like what he says. He's pretty pretty even-keeled. But he seems to be a pretty together guy. 
And they don't forget they have Dick Geron as their defensive coordinator, and he is no slouch. Listen, the Brownies have a rush. They can stop the run. They're not messing around. They understand what has to be done here, and they're going to do their very best to get it done. Now, their best corner, Joe Hayden, has been out with a pretty significant injury. This could play to our advantage if we have a stall in the run game. If we can get the ball out quickly, of course, that would be great. They're going to run the ball on us. I'm going to tell you, Peyton Hillis, which is their number one weapon, is like McFadden. He can catch the ball. He can run the ball. He's not as fast, but he's a bruiser. He's a guy like Wheatley, if you remember him. A big steamroller guy who will run over you as opposed to run around you. This is the kind of run game they have, and they can two and three yard us to death if we don't get something done. Our defensive front is big enough to handle it, and let's hope they bat some balls down like they did the last game. That was priceless. The Brownies, 2-2, two and two, are coming off their bye week, so they have a lot of healthy and rested players. I don't know if it's a good thing. I don't know if it's a bad thing. We've done well off bye weeks. We've done bad off bye weeks. I don't, ever, I don't put too much into that other than the fact that the team is the team. The fact they got rested is pretty good, though. I could imagine if you had some bruised, uh, bruised muscles and joints and stuff, it'd be nice to have that break. However, there's something to be said about momentum and that, I think, is in the Raiders' advantage. The Raiders can run the ball in the Browns, and they can certainly be passing the ball in the Brownies. There's no way we take this game lightly, and the Raiders are going to be very, very excited and pumped up because this game is the game that the tribute to Al Davis is going to be at. That's right, Raider Nation. They gave me and every other season ticket holder, or most of us anyways, extra tickets to bring people who loved Al Davis and who loved the Raiders and fill the stadium up so that we can represent the Raider Nation properly. I'm telling you, man, this is what the Raiders are all about. This is going to be Al's tribute game, and I can't imagine how pumped up this team is going to be when they come out of the tunnel. Anyone listening to the show that's going to this event should get in early because there's going to be a lot to cover and there's going to be a lot of people getting on in there. So you don't want to be sitting in line to take a urination once things start going on for the nation, if you know what I'm saying. Take care of your business early. That's what I'm saying. And uh, I'm just trying to give you some solid, good, hardcore Raider fan in the parking lot advice, if you know what I mean. Getting back to the Brownies, hey, Cole McCoy's no joke. He's a good quarterback. He's steady. He's got a tough arm, and he's a tough guy. He can take a hit, and he'll wait till the last second to deliver the ball. He's got a good arm, and he can do the job. This is a very, very comfortable and deadly Browns team. They're starting to get a rhythm. I'm hoping that the bye week didn't do them any good, and I'm hoping that the momentum the Raiders have and the emotional charged game that this is going to be to bring us through. McFadden should have holes, you know, huge holes to be running through. Those offensive linemen better be blowing off that line because that's where we're going to win and lose this game is on the trenches. And I'll tell you what, the last thing the Raiders want to do is lose this game in Oakland this day because I don't know, man, it's going to be freaking electric in the Coliseum. You can bet your ass on that. 
I'm going to tell you, we're going to do a video. When it's done, man, it'll be crazy. I'm going to guarantee that for sure. This is a tribute to Al Davis game, and the Brownies are in the wrong place at the wrong time, partner. And they're going to be ready to play, but I just don't think they're going to be able to take the intensity of the Raider Nation. 12th man, baby! Get your ass up in a seat. If you can't find one, buy one. You know what I mean. This is a big game, folks. Get your ass there. Tribute to Al Davis. Come on, man. If you're a Raider fan, get up in the house, man. There's no better time to be at the Coliseum than this Sunday. A tribute to Al Davis. The Brownies are coming to town, and we can bring the record to 4-2 and two and be on our way to winning the West. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm meaning. And that is all I have to say about that. Before I get to the bone line, the Raiders picked up a, hopefully, another jewel, man. We've been pretty good at doing this, and I really think this is probably uh, one of those things Al Davis wanted to do before he went where he had to go. Raiders pick up Aaron Curry, a number four pick of the 2009 draft linebacker from the Seattle Seahawks for a draft choice next year and a possible draft choice the year after seeing if he can produce. Evidently, he didn't produce enough for them. They must have paid him and then not think they got the bargain. This is one of those things the Raiders cannot lose on, really. He is a physical, imposing player at 260 pounds, people. He's a linebacker. We need a linebacker. McLean's had a bad ankle for a while now, so we got to have another guy to help out. Brown is out for the season. But the Raiders have always been picking up these kind of players. And lately, listen, we got Jason Campbell on the easy. Kyle Bowler, which I'm not still not too happy about. But Cameron Wimbley, man, he came in here as a disappointment to other team, and then he is doing it for us. Jarvis Moss was another surprise. I think Aaron Curry has found his home. He's he probably not going to play in this game, but I think this is another linebacker. We need linebackers, man. And if he can live up to... Well, three-quarters of what he's supposed to be, he'll be a hell of a pickup for this team. I think it's a good pickup, and I think we better be happy about it. Uh, this is the Raiders again, doing what we got to do to just win, baby. All right, Raider Nation, it's time to stand up and be freaking counted, folks. That's right, we're on the Podcast Awards voting countdown, folks. We need your votes, man. Raider Nation, help a brother out. You know what I'm saying? Go to www.podcastawards.com. Voting's on right now. You can vote every day, once a day for 15 days. So get on there, vote for Best Produced and Best Sports Podcast. Those are the two categories we're in. Vote, put your vote in every day. And you have to check your email because when you you check your email after you vote, there's a verification. You have to verify your vote. I know it's complicated. I know it's a pain in the ass. But you don't want the Bronco podcast to win. The Raider Nation must prevail. It is our year. Come on, man. Step up and be counted for the Raider Nation podcast, my people. You hear me out there. I need your help. www 
www.podcastawards.com. The directions are on our website, RaiderNationPodcast.com. Check it out where you get all your news. Raider news. One end of the universe to the other. Randy kicks ass on the site. You got to know it. The forum's off the hook. It's a great place to meet the Raider Nation. So check out those podcast awards. I'm telling you, I don't beg often. But, well, I'm not begging right now, but please do it. <laughs> I'm asking. It's time for uh, the bone line. <laughs> Check it out, Red Nation. It's right, 1 800 620 7181. 1 800 620 7181. Check out the bone line. Get on the bone line. Don't be shy, ladies. I'm calling you out. Get on this bone line. And throw it down to the men here at the Raider Nation. Let them know, man. You rolling. You're Raider Nation, too. Now we get a chance to uh, let the Raider Nation grieve some more like we did last show. And uh, I think it's proper. I think it's apropos and respectful. So we're going to play all these in a row. Uh, These are for Al, man. Al, this is for you, baby. The Raider Nation grieves, man. It's not going to be over in a day. Hell no. There's going to be a long time before we forget the loss of Mr. Al Davis. That's a fact, man. So it's going to go on. I hate to say it, but that's the way it is, partner. Raider Mike, Tampa, Florida. This is probably one of the saddest days in my life and in Raider history. All my condolences out to Al Davis and his family, close friends, and, of course, the Raider Nation itself. Al Davis meant a lot to me in my life. The Raiders, we transcend every creed, culture, background you could ever imagine. He brought us all together with his philosophy and his way of thinking, like, you know, we're going to do it our way. And he was a maverick. He knew what he was talking about. He had a great business mind and a great football mind. He definitely played a great role as far as who I am today. We will all love you, miss you, and go Raiders. This is Big Raider E. Via from the IE. Just want to make it short and sweet. All my condolences go to the Davis family and uh, to all the Raiders, Raider fans, the Raider Raider Nation. My condolences out to you. I'm part of them, and uh, I love all of you. And God bless Al Davis and his family. And just win, baby. Just win. Hey, Raider Greg. It's uh, Raider Mike from Northeastern PA. I was looking at the website, some of the stuff about Al Davis. You know, I've been a Raider fan for 36 years, all the way over here on the other side of the country. And since I was a kid, he's the only guy I ever known with the Raiders. My first vivid memory is basically when they beat the Eagles in the Super Bowl and you know, remember seeing him on TV and all that. This is Raider Special Ed. What a sad day for the Raider Nation. Man, I can't believe it. Can't remember the Raiders without Al. I know he frustrated me. Sometimes the moves he made kind of bugged me a little bit, but he was a great man. Been with the Raiders since the beginning. Head coach and the owner. AFL commissioner was a key in the merger of the NFL. 
the winningest sports franchise their first 35 years. I don't think anybody will break that record. And then the guys that were with him from the beginning, he took very good care of them and took very loving care of his wife. I'm deeply saddened, and I hope he goes to a better place. Uh, he will be missed. The NFL lost a great football mind. It's sad, but he lived a full life. Hey, Raider Nation, this is Raider Ho. Unfortunately, uh, on this day, we have lost our owner, friend, and coach. Uh, I have never met Al Davis, but he was one of my top persons to meet in my lifetime. And unfortunately, I will not get the chance on this earth anyway. God bless Al's family, the Raider Nation, and uh, let's go out and get a W this week. Let's be uh, five and two before the bye. Let's bring out that bully. Rest in peace, Al. We'll miss you. This is Big Raider Vance from the IE calling to uh, share my condolences. I bet right now he's he's out uh, coaching somewhere in the other life. He'll be there in his presence. You know, he'll be there. And, and, and he'll live through all the Raider Nation. What's up, Raider Nation? This is Raider Doha. But I had to sound off on this somber moment in Raider Nation. But I will say this one thing about Uncle Al is that he bled silver and black. Nothing was more important to that man than the Raiders. For that, I want to say thank you. And I just want to have a moment of silence in his name. Thank you, Raider Nation. Peace. And the Raider Nation speaks out about, well, don't mess with Texas. I don't think so, partner. The Raiders put the beat down on you, and this group of callers is going to talk about it. Hey, Raider Greg, Raider Nation. Man, these guys are going to kill me. Man, down to the wire. Wasn't a pretty win, but it was brilliant, and I'm sure Al is up there smiling, man. Whew, but what a game. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Down to the wire. And the defense scared me at first, but uh, we pulled it out. I think we can go somewhere. And I can't believe I'm going to say this. Right now I put the Broncos game on, and I'm rooting for the Broncos. Because, God damn it, we should be in first place. Al deserves it. Man, good game. Good game. But, oof, down to the wire. Ugh, they're going to give me a heart attack. Anyway, man, I'm out. This is Raider Ghost from El Central, California. Yeah, what a win, man. I am shaking. I am exhausted. The only thing I got to say is I just have a feeling that Al Davis's crooked old fingers came down and cost that interception. What a win for the family. Uh, what an emotional scene when they panned the camera to uh, his son. Just Jackson in tears, I felt the same way. I'm still shaking. I can hardly speak. It looks pretty good for the remainder of the season. So all I can say is let's go Raiders Nation, stick together. I'm seeing more of the black and silver out. I'm just one happy mofo. Go Raiders. Hey, Raider Greg, Raider Randy. This is the Blue Bean Raider out in Colorado. Uh, first time caller. Been listening to you guys for a long time. Just had to call in because Al passed away yesterday. And uh, thanks, Al, for getting that W for us. Is all I got to say. Thanks.
OC Raider here. Definitely a weekend I'll never forget. I live in Orange County, but I'm from L.A., and and when Al Davis moved the Raiders back to Oakland, there was a lot of people here that hated him, a lot of people that talked mad shit about him. This weekend, just seeing all the love, you know I mean, all the love from my L.A. Raiders brothers and just, you know, this man did such great things for us um, to see all the ex-players coming up and just talking about him, how how Brady was. You know, I, I have no idea what's going to happen with this organization. I don't know if Mark Davis is going to take over. There was rumors that they're going to sell the franchise. I know I would never want that. This is kind of in limbo right now as far as this win. I love what Hugh Jackson said. It wasn't the best win. It was pretty ugly, but we got the W. We got these next three games that we should win. All at home, then we get the bye. We're going to ride this motherfucker all the way. All for that, that man. Hosty Raider, out. This is DK Raider from San Bernardino, Fontana. Just saying that the defense brought carried the game on their backs. Lando McLean is the man. I don't know what else to say. Go Raiders! Raider Gray, this is Raider Lewis. Just got to finish partying for that win over the Texans. I'm still freaking uh, excited. I'm from Northwest Booster Club, originally from Northern California. Um, in the military, been all over. And I'm just glad to say that all of our Raider Nation fans are sticking together. Northwest Booster Club, it was real passionate at the club. Everybody was there. We were all pumped up. And thanks for Mr. Davis putting that ball, the autumn wind, putting that ball in Michael Huff's hands. I think we got these next wins before our bye. And um, I can't wait because uh, I'm going to go see the Raiders pretty soon in the South Bay in San Diego, and I can't wait for that because San Diego is nothing. They haven't played anybody, and I think we could take this season. I think we got it. Raider Nation, one love. We love you, Al. R.I.P. Raider Nation, baby. Out. The whole description of pins and needles, uh, I'm stressed out. I was so stressed I had to take a nap after the game. <laughs> The Raider Nation understands that whole thing. You know what, man? It's a cliffhanger. You got to love it. Got the W, and we got to continue to get that. But the Browns, uh, they're no joke, man. They're the real deal, and we got to play them tough. Now we're dropping into our regular bone line segment. All right, who's next or who's first? Who's on first? Whatever. We have the Oracle of Illinois, my very good friend, great Raider fan, Raider Maniac. Hey, Raider Greg, this is Raider Maniac. First of all, I'd like to give my condolences to the Davis family. We just lost a tremendous football mind one of the greatest individuals to ever enter the NFL. Today was a very emotional win for the team, Hugh Jackson in particular. They fought back from a very sluggish start 
to win this game and send Al Davis the gift that he needed a win. Next week, next Sunday, I'll see you out there. I can't wait to get out there into the house that Al built and see everybody and go Raiders. Well, Raider Maniac, you picked the very best game to come to, the tribute to Al Davis, the Browns. Man, you picked a good game. You're going to see a good game, too. You're going to see a spectacle at the Coliseum. It's going to be great to see you and Mrs. Maniac. (laughs) Of course, at the tailgate, you know where we park. Next, we have Raider Mike, the Tempest of Tampa. That's my good brother and a very knowledgeable Raider fan as well. Raider Greg, Raider Mike, Tampa, Florida. I'll give you a call on this uh, great victory today for Coach Davis. We pulled it out. One thing I got to say, you have to love Hugh Jackson. I mean, you could tell with the emotion on it, you know, when he broke down at the end of the game that this man really cared about Al Davis, you know, as I guess not only as a, a boss or owner, but I guess as the one that, you know, basically gave him a chance because no one really gave him a chance to be a head coach. So you got to give it to, you know, Coach Jackson. You know, uh, I've never seen a coach show that much, you know, emotion, and it shows that he really wants to be a Raider, you know. Uh, of course, we've had coaches before then, we had, you know, that said they wanted to be Raiders, but you could see it today that Coach Jackson really wanted to, you know, be a part of this organization and likes being a part of this organization. So, um, good win. We got to keep it up. Hopefully, you know, we can win a game where we, let's come down to the wire. Hope we can just win a game pretty much conventionally. We haven't done that this year yet, so I guess it's coming. Hopefully, uh, we'll be able to do that against Cleveland. But, my, but I'm hopefully we don't get overconfident also. So, anyway, great victory for the Raiders. Rest in peace, Al. We love you, Raider Nation for life. I love all you guys. Take care and. Uh, Hopefully, we'll get another victory next week against Cleveland. Peace. I got to agree, Hugh Jackson. You know, he's got he's got the Raider thing going on, man. Whatever that may be, he's got it. You know he does. You can feel it, and so can everyone else. Great call, brother. Next, we have the Pennsylvania Raider. <laughs> What's up, Nation? This is Pennsylvania Raider. Just got done watching that awesome, awesome game against the Texans. Man, you can't tell me that Al Davis didn't have a hand in that, man. Oh, what a game. I think it was uh, Vickers by the Titans. Drops that wide-open pass that would have scored the game-winning touchdown. You can't tell me that that Al didn't have some kind of a hand in that, man. Uh, Man. Oh, emotional game. I'm still emotional myself, man. Uh, great game. Emotional game. Tears were flowing everywhere. We started off kind of shitty, but, man, we came back in the end. We came back in the end just like greater football. Just win, baby. Just what Al would have wanted. Man, we're going to miss you. We love you. The Raiders ain't going to be the same, but you'll always be like an angel on all of the, Ra- on all of the Raider Nation shoulders, man. We will 
And like me and everyone else, we will all see you when we get there. We love you, Al. Peace. I was drained after that game, I'm telling you. And I know everybody else was drained. Oh, man, what a game. Next, we have the captain from Casper, Wyoming. What you got, man? Hey, Raider Greg, Raider Nation. This is the captain here from Casper, Wyoming. Man, what an emotional weekend, dude. Just, you know, passing out Davis and that, that team coming out. and Did what they did today, man. They pulled it out. Just win, baby. That's the motto. And uh, something special down there. Oh, Hugh, I like that guy. He's pretty good. You know, he's emotional guy. Broke down the field crying. You know, and the, that team believes in him. And them teams are going to rally around this. And uh, good season, man. I think we've got some stuff going on. And uh, coming home for three big home games, man, could be could be special year. You know, I've got to kind of wait and see what's in the cards. But this team keeps playing and believing. Cut the mistakes down, man. Could be something. Anyway, hope I can get out there to Oakland. Uh, maybe that's October, November, maybe even uh, the San Diego game there, January 1st. It might be for the AFC West, man, for the playoffs. It might be a big game. Anyways, uh, go Raiders. Uh, rest in peace, Al Davis, looking down in heaven. I'm sure he's up there making some changes up there and uh, smiling down today. So go Raiders. Captain, out. I do believe we have something special. I do believe we have something to play for, and most importantly, I have, believe we have something to play with the players to make it happen. Next, we have my very good brother, Raider Tony, the emotional Raider. <laughs> I love it, brother. From Monterey. This is Raider Tony over in Monterey. It was great that we were able to win it for for Al. And, uh, you know, it was the way we won that was, I think, most impressive. It really epitomized the just-win-baby mentality because it was an ugly win. It wasn't a pretty win. We gave up 400 yards of offense to them. And, uh, you know, there are some issues that we still have to address on defense, you know, that the, the defensive play calling, the fact that they gave up 400 yards again, is you know that's a problem, and it's something that's been a problem for the past you know five games. Every game we've given up tons of yardage to every team that we play, but bottom line we won, and so that you know I guess trumps all. Uh, the offense struggled at first, but really you know I'm impressed with Hugh Jackson's play calling. And uh, I know I was really critical of him in the preseason, and I, I was wrong. He's really showing that he's creative, and he's uh, he was the right guy for the job. He He's a great head coach, and I think that he has the potential to really get us to do some really awesome things this year. I think that we can make the playoffs and even, you know, Surprise some people, but um, I guess it's a little premature for now. Just got to take it one game at a time. Next game is uh, the Browns, and then we've got the Chiefs, and uh, yeah, I'll be at both those games. And um, 
But uh, thanks for the uh, podcast yesterday, the tribute to Al. That was great. And uh, well, all your podcasts are great, Radio Greg. Thanks for for the good work that you do with them. And uh, we'll definitely, uh, hopefully everyone makes sure to vote for your podcast um, because uh, there really is no other sports podcast comparable to yours. Anyway, just one, baby. I'm out. Confidence in Hugh Jackson keeps on going up, man. I'm telling you, the Raider Nation loves this guy. He could be the next man to take us to the show. Next, we have OC Raider. What's up, Raider Nation? This is OC Raider here. Wow, what a weekend, huh? Loving to see all the um, former Raiders, all the athletes, giving their, their stories of Allen. Seeing Marcus Allen saying some good about him, man, that, that really won my heart. But one story I want to share real quick is my papa. Um, I'm from LA originally, so was an Oakland Raider, then an LA Raider, then an Oakland Raider again. My pops was a true LA Raider. You know, we used to go to the Coliseum every Sunday morning. He would he would wake us up. We lived like I think 30 minutes from there, so he he wake us up when we head down there. When Al moved them back to Oakland, where I think they belong, he was just I mean he was bitter. He 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 cursing up a storm. He said he you know I can't wait until he dies and then. Uh, we can be good again and this, this, and that. So when, when it happened Saturday morning, I wanted to call up my pop to, to, to see if he heard, like, kind of tell him, hey, you, you got your wish. And he had already heard when I talked to him, and the man was crying. The, and mind you, this is my dad. I think I've heard him cry only one other time, and that was when his dad passed away. And he was sobbing, telling telling me that people will never know what he did, not just for the team, not for Los Angeles and Oakland, but for the NFL as a as a whole. So I mean, it, it's just great to see everything that that has been done uh, for Al. You know, this this whole weekend that the, the Raiders were actually um, front page on on the uh, OC Sports section, and they were actually in. Um, being being talked about on uh, ESPN and game day and, and all that good stuff. I know the uh, theme for this year has has now been simply put one more for Al. So um, this season can be for Al. Win win uh, one more. I'll see later. Out. Wow, man, that's a hell of a story. Uh, that's very touching, and that just goes to show you how far. And wide Al Davis touched people. I told you, man, he'll piss you off to the no ends of the earth, and then you'll love him like a dad, like a father. Whatever you called him, whatever you called him, you had to respect him. And, uh, well, he had a lot of fans out there, 48 years worth, and he made the Raiders. I don't know who this is, but I like it. I don't know what to call it, but I like it. And I think, well, you're going to like it too, so whatever this is, check it out. It's pretty funny. Hey, Raider Greg, it's me, Philip Rivers. And Matt Castle's driving the Prius, and Tim Teabag is in the back seat. 
We're cruising around Hollywood Boulevard, and we just heard that Aaron Curry got got uh, traded to the Raiders, and oh my God, that's not good for us. Oh no, we're gonna get fucked in the ass even harder. Oh, what are we gonna do? Welcome to the Raiders, Aaron Curry. Welcome to the Raider Nation. Can't wait for you to show these mofos some silver and black love, and you know what I'm saying. Next, we have Anthony from Bellingham, Washington. My brother lives in Bellingham. That's a small world, partner. What's up, Raider Greg, Raider Nation? Uh, Anthony calling from Bellingham, Washington. The game on Sunday, the big game. The guys uh, played with a lot of emotion, but it was like Al was on the field with them. You know, Hugh Jackson, that man's all heart. You know, I, I, I've i called this show before, kind of, you know, upset with him and, you know, not thinking that he's the guy for the job. But, you know, the more and more I, uh, more and more I see what's going on with these Oakland Raiders, um, you know, I think this was a, you know, this could be a blessing in disguise, believe it or not. I mean, it's unfortunate that we lost Al Davis, but I think we got the right guy in place to have longevity for the team, you know. Uh, he he showed that he could lead this team through his darkest hours, which he did. I think we're going to be okay. You know, I, I think Al can, can rest in peace knowing that uh, this baby that he created, this this Oakland Raiders that he created, this this whole mantra and mystique of the Oakland Raiders that he created, it's um it's in good hands. It's it's in good hands. I, I got faith that uh you know Mark's Mark's gonna do the right things and uh you know he's never gonna be able to to, to fill the, the shoes that Al Davis wore. You know, no nobody's ever gonna be able to do that. There's never gonna be another Al Davis. But um I, I think that uh Mark's gonna He's gonna do the te- he's gonna do the things to make sure that the team's in in the best position to to win and to carry on his uh, his dad's legacy. Uh, you know, I hear a lot of this shit that you know the Raiders gonna move to L.A. now and you know we're gonna you know we're gonna do all sorts of things and I, I don't even buy into that. I, I think that things are gonna remain the same, but uh, I think that Mark Davis not having the knowledge on the football side of it is probably going to rely on those that do have the, the knowledge on the football side of it. I mean, I could see Madden being a consultant for this team. Uh, you know, I, I think I think he was the right right coach for us. I, I think we got all the proper pieces in place. I know that we I know that our guys are going to play their hearts out the rest of this year. Um, you know, I think they could make a run at it. I know it's kind of far stretched, but I think that. Uh, I think that our guys can make a run at it. I'm, I'm excited to see what's going to happen. I, I can't wait to see these guys uh, just go out and show the NFL that, you know what, we are the Oakland Raiders. We're forced to be reckoned with. Uh, hope to see you guys soon. Uh, thinking of dropping out uh, probably before the end of the season here. I'd like to like to come down and see my boys and visit you guys and, and uh, you know see the boys in action. But until then, peace out. Go Raiders! Way to represent Bellingham, my brother. 
way to represent. And you know if you come down, you got to get a hold of me, RaiderNationPodcast.com, RaiderGreg at. Check it out. Send me an email. We'll hook you up with the best tailgate in town, and you will have a hell of a great time. Thanks for the call, brother. Next, we have Obi-Wan Raider. What's this? I sense a disturbance in the force. Something is amiss. I think my longtime master has passed. What's up, Obi-Wan Raider here, calling in from Houston, Texas. First and foremost, condolences to the Davis family, Amy Trask, John Madden, and the rest of the Raider organization, and indeed the Raider Nation. The NFL has lost a very great man who did it his way, like Frank Sinatra, and was a solitary man in most respects, like Johnny Cash. Oh, wow. Let's see where to start. It was so amazing driving to the game from where we live at. Just a long, wet, dreary day. And I just thought, you know, this is Al Davis pissing on the Texas barbecues out here to make sure that the Texans fans go in there hungry and disgruntled and everything. And a lot of them were bitching and moaning and complaining about that and spending more time complaining about that than actually cheering and rooting for their team. When the score was 14-zip, you heard so many Texans fans saying, oh, we got this in the bag, same old Raiders, same old Raiders. Me and my wife in the Raider Nation knew better, though. We knew that we were, they were not going to let Al Davis down. This game was ending up to be a thriller in Manila, so to speak, much like the uh, uh, game down in Denver when we came back and won 25-24 and Ronald Curry jumped up and caught that pass in the end zone high above the field goal. You know, the, most of the Texas fans were very, very cool. Some of them were fucking straight-up dicks and assholes. But for the most part, I mean, it was a pretty, pretty good um, tailgate. Uh, there was a large, large presence of the Raider Nation there. I'm going to get those videos loaded up on the YouTube, on my channel, Obi-Wan the Raider, at YouTube. Um, it was just amazing, the sheer amount of emotion that poured through us when Huff caught that football in the end zone. And it's just like, wow. I mean, the defense... They stepped up today in terms of stopping the run. They held a rusher to under 100 yards again. The last time they did that was in Denver. Uh, D-Mac didn't have that stellar of a day, but he tried every single time. On a positive note, what the fuck? Darius Hayward Bay two weeks in a row? Are you kidding me? You must realize that scholarship's gone now. Good old Al is going up to that big penthouse in the sky. Whatever it is, I don't care. I just hope that the Raiders continue to do what they're doing, and that's just win, baby, win for Al. Not just one game, but all season. Like Hugh Jackson said, why not us winning it all? If Green Bay can battle through all of the damn injuries they had last year, why can't we get it all? Oh, one funny note before I go, um, Raider Greg, Raider Randy. We were outside, and we were um, tailgating, and there was a break in the rain, and then you hear some guy drive by, got a bullhorn, let's go Texans Nation. And you just heard this loud laugh erupt from the fucking crowd that was there because it was the Raider fans, and we were just heckling this idiot, and the Texans fans weren't saying shit. 
There's only one nation. There's no fucking patriot nation. There's no fucking stiller nation. There always is, always will be only one nation. That is the Oakland Raider Nation. The only one that travels everywhere. The only one that's worldwide. The only one that's recognized no matter what. Because, as the late Al Davis would say, I wanted to have the finest organization of the finest players playing the finest games and win the most championships in professional sports. I did it my way because I'm a solitary man. Rest in peace, Al, quote-unquote, Capone Davis. You're too bad for heaven and hell don't want you because you might take over. God bless your family, man. Only one Raider, one love. Out. Well, there you have it. The first-hand account of the game right there. Raider Nation in the stands and in the parking lot. You know the Raider Nation rolls big. You know we do. And uh, Texas Nation, please, brother. <laughs> Great take, Obi-Wan. Uh, once again, thanks for the insights. Check out his uh, post, too, where he gets the videos and everything. He's got some good pictures on Facebook. I appreciate all those, my brother. The Raider Nation rolls on. Last but not least, calling out of Miami, check this call out, my friends. Hey, Raider Greg, Raider Randy. It's Raider Chewy calling out of Miami, Florida. Um, I already posted this on Facebook, but I wanted to thank you both for the podcast from last week because it's been an extremely hard weekend considering the death of our owner and to hear so many people share their feelings really encapsulates how we all feel. And it, it's definitely a tough loss, and it's affected me, myself personally, much harder than I ever thought it would. And I want to thank all of the nation and Raider Greg and Raider Randy for the podcast last week to just help us get through this. And I want to thank Coach Hugh and all the Raiders who went out there, who played in tough circumstances, and put their all into that game and getting that great comeback victory and winning that one for Al. It's a tough loss. The league lost a, a great visionary, and our team lost our our heartbeat. I mean, he did a lot of things that made you want to punch him in the face, but he also did many more things that made you want to put your life on the line for him. The greatness of the Raiders is embodied by Al Davis, and if not for that man, and if not for his vision for this team, I don't think I'd be even remotely interested in NFL today as much as I am. So from the bottom of my heart, thank you, Mr. Davis, for all that you've done for our Raiders and for all of the Raider Nation. And God bless you all. And we'll get through this. Let's let's keep kicking ass and let's do this for Al. Just win, baby. Of course, man. We felt everything you all felt. We know the feeling because we're Raider Nation. That's why we do this show. That's what we're all about. That's why we have the bone line. Because it's about the nation speaking out, man. You got to speak out. Just like when Al used to piss us off, we all spoke out. And just like when Al used to make things happen to make us happy, we all spoke out. 
It's a very cool thing. I love this show. Uh, not because it's mine and Randy's. I just love the show because of the content and the effort that the nation puts into it. Uh, it's very, very hip. Well, Raider Nation, we got to beat the Browns. It would be a crazy season. I can feel something happening, man. I know that. But we really have to button down to beat the Brownies. I think we can do it, like I've been saying all season. Let's get to it, Raiders. Get your ass in a seat. Find a place to sit. And most of all, find a place to yell your ass off during this game because this is the bye-bye for Al Davis game. you got to be there if you can, my brothers and sisters. Like I said, we'll be doing the video. We'll be getting down. It'll be crazy. I am Raider Greg, and I am out. <laughs>